Welcome to Purpose and Productivity, a podcast made possible by the SkyPass Group of Companies and SkyLife Success. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings and welcome to a fabulous Friday. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood today because of something called a fabulous friendship. The last episode that we recorded for you that got good feedback globally was your greatest strength and maybe on his heels we'll provide for you something called your greatest friendship. I just had a swell time of uh, lunch and camaraderie and fellowship with a dear friend of mine. A dear friend of mine who I have now known for going on 30 years next year. A friendship that began all the way back when both of us joined the Ziegler Corporation on the same day. My dear friend, Bill Porter. I've known him for so long. He's been on my ministry board for a short while now, but he has been in my heart and in my mind and at my side for many, many encounters over the years. From those early days when we joined the organization together on the same day to all the nuances and the truances that we did or the truancy that we participated in to now sitting back in the comfortable surroundings of my office here with all the trappings that go with a life that has been honored well and blessed well by God. We reminisced of our friendship. We went back down memory lane. But the thing that excited me the most as soon as he left was all the frivolity we enjoyed and the laughter and the mirth we were able to share with each other after all these years of knowing each other. The heartaches that we shared together, the trials and tribulations where we prayed for each other, the successes that we encouraged each other in, and the losses that we uplifted each other through. All the while, a solid friend, a good friend. So when I look at your greatest friendship, I want you to look in three distinct areas as to where you can find them, how you can articulate to yourself and encourage yourself to lift yourself up every day, to create for you a power and a motivation that says, I don't need to go very far to find the source of hope in my own life. So the first is family. Who are the friends in your family? Who do you call on a regular basis? Who do you joke with? Who do you laugh with? My father is one of my closest friends. Granted, there is a respect component, there is an admiration component, there is an honor component, there is a duty component, but there is a friendship component. A friendship that developed over the years, but it began in frivolity with one time I making my dad laugh when I was very young and he making me promise him in some way that I would always make him laugh. Today, when I talk to my dad, there's not a moment that goes by then we don't have that moment of mirth, that moment of happiness. Now, there have been granted many moments of disappointment during that time, partially because of my own rebellion, my own retaliation. But dad has always been rock solid in the way he has governed that which he has been commanded to govern, i.e. the familial unit. But my father's love for my mother is an example that I learn from and I try to make sure that the way I treat my bride stems from that humble origin of a very simple woman who obeyed my father, who followed him all over the world. 
but my father who cherished her, who loved her, who honored her, who respected her. When my mama passed away, it was like a light went out in my father's life and there was a gloom that set in for a period of time. And I know that melancholy is hard because when you've had a mate for 63 years and that mate suddenly leaves you, the void is huge. But we are talking about your greatest friendships. At that time, my father had to rely on the two sons. And I remember him saying, there are only two words that will remain on my lips for the rest of my life, and that is the name of my older boy and the name of my younger boy. We try to communicate with our father more now than we did in days past when Mama was still alive because Mama held that position. We knew that as long as she was around him, he would never want for anything, and I don't think he ever did. So in your own journey, ask yourself, who, when removed, will make you regret the fact that you never took them uh, in that stride of friendship? You never acknowledged their whereabouts while they were still living, while they were still in your presence, while they were still in your proximity, while they were still in your vicinity. Many a time when I look through the annals of our own lives, friendships, I wonder, How many of us now are living lives of great regret because we let those opportunities go by? I have a time window every day. Between 6 a.m. my time and 8 a.m. my time is when I will try to call my father every day. Now, some days when I'm traveling, I may miss it. Some days when the time zone doesn't work, it may miss it. But odds are six days of the week we get that accomplished. And the reason we have to do that is part of familiar friendships and part of that greatest friendship is having some kind of a final accountability to everybody in your life. So within your family, I would encourage those of you to listen to this, that as soon as you finish listening to this, make a list. Who are the people you have ignored calling for a period of time? Pick up the phone, call them now. I know there would be angst. I know there will be doubt. I know there will be apprehension. What do I say to them after all these years? What can I possibly offer them? Do they even care that I have not heard from them? Or do they even care that they have not heard from me? But if they matter to you, don't let them leave this world or don't leave this world without you acknowledging that. A good rule of thumb, a good principle is just go through your Rolodex every so often in your phone and just start with A and go to Z and start sending out people messages. Simple messages like I thinking about you, God's blessings on you, nothing urgent, nothing required. You'll be surprised how many people will reach back to you saying, hey, I'm really glad you called. I remember the good times we had. I wonder where time has gone. We need to connect with each other again. Maybe we can pick up where we left off. And sometimes when you do have those encounters, even if you believe they will be awkward, they don't necessarily evolve that way. Within about five minutes of the discomfort or the uncertainty of how that union will evolve, you begin to reminisce. And that is the second greatest attribute, especially with family. The one thing that you can overcome is the mistakes you may have committed. The second thing you can overlook is the mishaps that have resulted. But the one thing you can never let go of is the memories that were created. So going back to my dear friend Bill, who was just with me. In 1991, when we went to work for the same organization, the first thing we started thinking of was the memories of that training room. When he looked at me innocently putting in a video cassette, yes, in those days it was a video cassette into a player because we were asked to be trained by ourselves using our own comfortable pace of learning, putting in this video, watching the information that was played on the screen, 
and then somehow writing something poignant about it. So when the instructor came back into the room who was involved in our new employment training, we would then tell her what we had learned in the customer service video we just watched or the sales video we just watched. Now granted, we had been hired there to sell those programs, so their goal was that if we get trained on the very programs we were going to sell, our, re our realistic approach when we got on the phone would be authentic. But Bill and I just laughed because I remember in my own innocence as a young immigrant to this country who wanted to toe the line, I didn't want to rock the boat. But Bill, in his ways of being a producer, excellent, a salesperson, who I will put him against anybody in the world, simply looked at me and said this. He said, our goal here is to sell, not to sit here and watch them sell us on how to sell it. So let's fast forward this video. There is a remote and there's a button that says FF, fast forward. What we're gonna do is every so often in this video, we're gonna stop and when we pause there, we're gonna write down the nature of what they said. And when we are asked later on what we thought about the video, we'll just bring up those salient points. Many, many years later, the instructor was told by us when she was leaving the organization that this is what we had done. But then she looked at our career trajectory of where our careers took us and she quickly realized that whatever we did, we did it in our haste to get to be productive. But that memory of being decisive and wanting to learn in an aggressive fashion, not so that we could buck the system as much as so that we could quickly and decisively become producers. So the first thing when you look at your greatest friendship, ask yourself, what are the rules and lessons and uh, important principles you learn from family? The second is, what are some of the memories that you captured along this journey. I've shared memories with my father, I've shared memories with my friend. The third component, of course, is faith, and this should also be a great friend to you. We are tridimensional as a species, we are mental, physical, and spiritual. While our mental acumen allows us to make a living, our physical acumen allows us to shape a life, but the spiritual acumen allows us to plug that hole in our soul. So as you head into this strong end weekend, for those that still have not been paying attention to the podcast, the strong end, as Bernie Lovchek would say, as you head into the strong end, I would encourage you to go back through that memory chart. Start creating that imagery. Earlier this week, we presented to you something called the gallery, the gallery of hope, the gallery of excellence, the gallery of familiarity in your life, the people, the men, the women, uh, the institutions that shaped you, that changed you. Now start categorizing them into the categories of do they fall into the friendship category of family, do they fall into the friendship category of friends, or do they fall into that friendship category, your greatest friendship, which is your faith. And then start carving out some very incredible memories. So I want to take you down a few of those memories that Bill and I managed to have a great chuckle about. One of the memories uh, we remember was when we bartered for a rent-a-car by using a set of video cassettes. In those days, the video programs of Mr. Ziegler were quite legendary, and there was a program called The Qualities of Success. The organization had gone through a lean period where some, some of the things that they had projected had not panned out. So while the organization was still doing good, we thought that some of the frivolity that existed in our journey could be cut back on and some of the necessities could be evaluated economically. So one of the things the organization looked at us and said, hey, when you guys are on the road representing us, when you're at the back of the room selling books and tapes for Mr. Ziegler at the events he does nationally, any of the things you can barter for like hotel stays or any of that, please try to use that leverage. 
which is interesting because obviously organizations that are in the business of renting out cars or renting out rooms or providing food and lodging are doing so that when they provide you the service or the product, they expect a remuneration in return. But the goal of looking for someone who was both an admirer of Ziegler, Mr. Ziegler and could also provide us the necessary transportation we needed now starts narrowing the list down, increasing the strategic option, but also starting to construct those memories. So in Columbus, Ohio, Bill and I get off a plane. We take one of those tape decks, uh, the tape sets with us called Quality of Success, which was incredibly and impeccably packaged in those days. They were just VHS tapes, but they were rolled out. Six of those tapes were in this beautiful, slick binder that had a nice light blue color cover to it, which showed the sky and possibilities. So whoever did the design on that was actually quite uh, marketing oriented in their own thing because they were perfecting a brand. Representing that brand was easy because everything they developed in those days had a sheen and a feel to it. While the content of what we were offering, we believed in totally because we ourselves had experienced it. We were comfortable offering it to someone else. But this is, this is virgin territory. This is, this is new identity. This is taking a set of tapes to a rental car counter and saying, instead of a credit card that we need to produce on demand, can we give you a training program? It doesn't tell them very many things about themselves, but it does tell them a lot about us. A, these guys can't pay, and B, they're trying to palm off something. But to have the compassion uh, of understanding where we were for the organization we represented, having the confidence of how we represented it, and having the comfort of actually presenting it, it was, it was like a symphony that comes alive when we leave that rent-a-car lot now with only our licenses given as identification and the only method of payment is a set of video cassettes. And as Bill and I sat here laughing about what we did in the early 90s, I'm venturing to guess that there was no Briar's remorse because the gentleman with whom we had that exchange, he had come to many events later on. He said that video cassette program that he had bought impacted the morale of his organization, changed the dynamics of his team. So all was well in that experience. But I look back and ask yourself, how many of you have had those kind of encounters that were unusual, that were unique, that were charming, that were constructive, that yielded an outcome that was positive, and yet when you look back on it 25 years later, you kind of chuckle saying, were we crazy enough to have offered that as an option? Were we so ignorant that we believed the option would be accepted? Or were we just... Uh, ambivalent to the fact that we were doing a job and now we look back and reminisce and we're really glad that they didn't throw us out of there and hit us on the head with those audio cassettes. And as we were sharing, we were talking about some of the other things we did of how we managed to sell the things we did. In fact, one of the unique experiences that Bill and I had, we were at a gathering one place and we had sold out of all of our inventory, but there was another significant event still left which means we used to plan our events based on the fact as to how many times Mr. Ziegler would speak, how many times would there be a general session at that venue over the three-day weekend, and how many times would we have foot traffic in front of our retail product table. Well, the last night we were there was supposed to be their gala night, and we still had access to our table, but our table was empty. Our table had no product on it because all the product has been sold. 
But we had made a decision that that would be one of the foot traffic moments where they would walk by the place where they would see a sign that said Zig Ziglar, but there would be no product there. So Bill and I did something very unusual. We sat on the table. We pushed the table up against the wall, which showed them that there was no product. But we sat on the table with our legs dangling in the front as the crowd started to stack up in front of us to a door that had not yet been opened for an event that was yet to start. And as a result, when people walked by or were stationary in front of our booth for a period of time because they were just waiting for the doors to open, one of them asked, well, have you sold out of all of your product? And very proactively, Bill said, yes. But one of the things we're going to do for those of you that buy this evening is just tell you what our special was. And unfortunately, we even sold our sample, so we don't have anything to show you of what you're buying, but we will ship it to you for free. Now, the confidence of that approach itself seems unnatural. Today, when you look back, and those of us that do our shopping online have to look at the reviews, have to look at the product, have to look at its dimension, and we have to have every kind of feel of it virtually. Forget retail, trying to buy something you can't see, hoping it would change your life you have not yet invested in based on information that two strangers are giving you at a time when you're getting ready to do something else. But it was our confidence. We had already sold out of all of the products, so our truth spoke for itself. But to have the guts and the courage of our own conviction to stand there and say, we have nothing to sell right now, but we will ship whatever you buy from us and, and we will do that for free. And I think that night our tally was about $3,000 worth of product. Now, to, the, to my knowledge, not one of those tape sets made it back to our office. Some may have come back to our office after having been shipped because they were defective and replaced. But very little buyer's remorse because we believe that when the content of what they heard, the content of what they watched that was given by the legendary Mr. Ziegler, that their lives would be transformed, there would be no buyer's remorse, and they would be glad they invested. But again, sitting in this uh, comfortable chairs in a nice air-conditioned building in a very posh setting in Dallas, looking back over our friendship of all these years, we marveled about some of the things we have done. So what are your greatest friendships when they come to your family? What are the memories you can carve out with your father, with your brother, with your mother, with your sisters? What are some of the early memories you can draw out from church, from school, from uh, childcare, from kindergarten, from your playmates, from your friends, from those gatherings? And the reason I want you to go down that is when you look at the gallery of hope that is the people who inspire you, you, look, you need to look through at the lens of the memories of promise from the experiences that shaped you. But if you do it through the lens of friendship, one of the things that will happen is the excitement. On a Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock, I marvel at the fact that I've had the privilege of a friendship such as the one I experienced with my friend Bill Porter for all these years. Uh, when he listens to this, I hope I haven't embarrassed him by leaving, revealing his name, but he's been a dear, dear friend. By the same token, my dad who listens to all my podcasts, I hope my dad will understand that he does mean something so profound to me in my friendship with him. His, uh, his inspiration and his education at a later age and all that I've shared with you ad nauseum. But I know my dad and mom were best friends and I've learned how to be a friend from my father. And lastly, hopefully my faith has befriended you. Hopefully you've befriended me because of my faith. And so this weekend, this strong end, sorry, I hope you will focus on your greatest friendships in your family, in your friendships, and in your faith. Until next time, this is another episode of Purpose and Productivity. Good luck. God bless.
That concludes another episode of Purpose and Productivity with Chris Dunham, brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at chrisdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com, where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.